0: Buy one up, buy one up, My one up. For the cannabis
1: culture. The the God, the God. God.
0: Hello, and welcome to the To Be Completely Blunt podcast. We are your hosts. I am Stephanie. I'm Rick. In today's show, we get to chat with Pony Boy from Los Marijuanos. His group is from Chicago. They formed back in the late 1990s, and their music is all about real life situations, the war on drugs, and the marijuana legalization movement. Pony Boy has a really great voice, and you're going to hear a little bit of that throughout the show. This chat was really entertaining, and Pony Boy's energy is just really infectious. So let's dive in. Hope you enjoyed today's show with Pony Boy. Hey, Pony Boy! What's going on? How you doing today?
1: What up, though, my nuggets? I'm feeling wonderful right now because I'm smoking some soap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from uh, From a uh, Michigan turf farms. Yeah, I'm over here indulging in uh, Michigan marijuana weed. He is
0: representing from afar because right. you're you're out there in uh, Las Vegas, right? I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada. Viva!
1: Viva! Las Vegas
0: you Got Elvis in the oh, house here too. Wow, this is this is incredible. So, Ponyboy, can you just actually start off telling us a little bit about who you are and your background? Where where did you grow up? How about you start there?
1: Yeah, well, I was born in McAllen, Texas, and then my mom moved me to Chicago Heights, Illinois, mm-hmm. and um I was raised in uh uh in the Midwest, uh Chicago Heights, Gary, Indiana, okay. East Chicago, Indiana, Hammond, Indiana, all that area in Chicago, Illinois. I was raised and lived all throughout there. And my career started out there. In fact, I started DJing. Um, before I started really doing those Marijuanos, I am a longtime vinylist, DJ, mixologist. I mix house music, hip-hop, old school, disco, everything. Everything but the country, but I think I could I think I could mix country too. But <laughs> but uh, no hating on country music, but uh but real talk. I've been mixing throughout the years, for years, throughout the Midwest, for years. Uh did a couple of records as far as like hip house records. Uh I had this real famous DJ bad boy Bill from B96 Break One of My Records. Um
0: Wait, I just want to stop you for a second. I just wanted to, like, tell you how much I relate to you right now because I grew up in Chicago. I know B96. I'm a DJ. I love this man.
1: Are <laughs> oh, you know, you you probably played my, you probably got my record. Yeah. Well, what's cra- what's kind of <laughs> nuts is that. So cool, man. That, yeah, and it's kind of crazy because I've been DJ. Like I said, I'm literally a vinylist. I, yeah. I, of course, I started out spinning on wax. And um, one day I just said to myself that, uh, you know, why am I, you know, I'm playing all these people's music and stuff. Why can't I make my own record? Yeah. So I went off to do a couple of hip house records. Two of them hit, Bad Boy Bill, Julian Perez, and Spin and Sober. All of them are real good. All the B96 DJs I've yep. been knowing for years supported me big time. And then uh, one day I was already smoking marijuana. I started smoking marijuana at the age of 13 in Chicago Heights. I discovered marijuana through my uncle, which he did not know. <laughs> I went to the room and went under his bed and found a stack of high time, old school high time magazine, magazines, and then uh, a humongous ashtray with a number of roaches in it. And Ooh. I was like, I'm going to take one of these roaches. And my cousin came in and said, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to take one. Please don't take me. I know he knows his roaches. I'm like, there's too many roaches in here. He's not going to <laughs> miss gonna, one.
0: He's not going
1: to notice. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I grab one. I go and attempt to smoke it like he smoked it. And the old school, my uncles will always go. <sighs> <sighs> go do the extra inhale, you know, and I'm doing the same thing. Discovered marijuana, loved marijuana. But marijuana um, also, uh, how, how do you say? It just boosted my creativity. My creativity was always there. But it just, it enhanced it. It yep. enhanced the the skills and everything. Then I started, uh, I started rapping. But now mind you, I've been singing all my life. I've been singing since I was a kid. My mom told me that, uh, you know, one, one time, which I do remember, uh, my dad came in real drunk one day and uh, started beating on my mom. My mom was crying. All I remember is my mom grabbing this brown bottle and I'll never forget this brown bottle. The brown bottle is a bottle of Schlitz. I don't even think they sell Schlitz anymore. But yeah. uh, busted him in the head. He falls to the ground. He gets up and he leaves. My mom's crying. And she says that I came from under the table and grabbed her her hairbrush and just started singing to her um, to cheer her up. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah.
1: You know, and she was like looking and like, what the heck's going on? And she would see that I would mimic all the records and all the music that they were playing on the radio. Everything that came on, I was mimicking. Mm -hmm. I would mimic, um, you know, Spanish music, Vicente Fernández, Ramón Ayala. But then I was mimicking fucking uh, Kansas and Boston and Queen. And just was mimicking. People would trip out that I was singing classic rock. Yeah. At a young age and belting. But like I said, I was mocking them. I was copying their voices. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, uh, I just thought I was singing. Uh, I guess I was bored to sing, but then you know, my uh choir teacher, you know, you know, picked me out and said, Look, man, you could sing. Why don't you come to my class? And I told her, Look, I already know how to sing. I get money for singing. I earn a dollar in the in the I earn a dollar or two dollars in the playground singing songs for people mm-hmm. <laughs> but maybe i can help you and you know train your voice and finally i went and um thanks to my choir teacher i was able to use my voice even more and use my diaphragm which i didn't know nothing about my diaphragm but um went off to sing and uh i was singing forever but then tried rapping and uh picked up rapping and, uh, and went off to start doing records as far as like for the, for example, in the house records. But then one day in the, uh, in the morning, I'm in Chicago in the basement and I hear a beat record and I start rapping. And uh, lo and behold, the song Time to Get High was born. Went off to record it, hooked up with a record label in Chicago, Illinois, uh, Illinois called Wicked Entertainment. And um, they said they would put my CD everywhere and they did exactly what they said. My CD, my first marijuana CD reached um, all over the place, Mexico, United States, parts of other countries. And um, I went from singing about marijuana and the streets and the life of the streets of Chicago and Indiana from what I know to right now to uh, now singing about marijuana and its uses and just having a good time with the plants. Yeah. Yeah, That's and let cool. me
2: tell you, man we we've had uh, we've had this guy out at our big cloud events, and uh, he brings the hype and the culture. And your voice is—I didn't know anything about you, honestly, before this. And your voice is amazing, and it makes sense now hearing this story uh, that you've trained your voice for your entire life.
1: Yeah, um, it was so like I said, just the love of music, the love of music, and the sounds of guitars and drums and. And hearing singers like Freddie Mercury and other, you know, other dope ass singers, vocalists, like singers like Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. And um, all these singers, all these great singers. I like I said, I've literally copied them. I mean, I emulated them. That's a special
0: Um, skill to have, though, to be able to do that. And like for your brain to recognize that and be able to actually produce that. That's pretty incredible, man.
1: (laughs) That's you know what? It's crazy. And I surprised myself. I surprised myself, but, man, God gave me, gave me a um, what they're telling me, and I'm, I recognize it, and I'm, and I'm taking it. Yeah. You know, God gave me a voice to sing for people to make people happy. And um, I'm, what I literally did is I can literally say right now that all my dreams have came true. I know you guys are going to be like, come on, get, get the hell out of here. No, that's great. No, my dream, damn near, all my dreams came true because everything that I thought of doing – I manifested it. I, I believe in manifestation. Mm-hmm. Manifestation is so big. I see myself singing for thousands of people. And then I want to you know, I'm on stage singing for thousands of people. I saw myself, I'm one day going to perform in Amsterdam. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. I've never been out the state. I'm saying to myself, one day I saw myself performing in Amsterdam, and lo and behold, were four-time Cannabis Cup players for High Times in Amsterdam before the Cups came to the United States, well, as far as the official Cups. And um, and I just have to say that uh, every, yeah, everything that I did came true. Everything. I, I saw myself in High Times Magazine. I, I was in High Times Magazine. I played for all these fans. I played for every... Hemp Fest, or what I would say, the most important Hemp Fest around the United States. All of them are important to me, even the small ones that I perform for. But I'm also a five-time Seattle Hemp Fest player in Seattle Hemp Fest for over, you know, 30,000 people outside in a park uh, celebrating and, you know, hoping that marijuana will be legal one day. And um 13-year Portland Hemp song. Player Boston Freedom Rally, um, Canna Carnival in Maine, Texas, stony Awards, California. The list goes on uh, of us performing because of the love of the plant
2: mm-hmm. of
1: marijuana. For the name Los Marijuanos, people say, Well, you know, the word marijuana they try to bastardize it, and a lot of people say, You know, stop. We need to do a campaign saying, stop calling it marijuana. Stop calling it marijuana. Call it cannabis. But this is the truth, my nuggets. It is cannabis. It is correct. You are correct. But the name marijuana that they try to give it, they try to make the name marijuana sound ugly, but marijuana and Mary it's Jane beautiful. is the most beautiful mm-hmm. name in yeah. the Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. Mary yeah, it's Jane gorgeous. is marijuana in Espanol. They try to make it seem like trying to tell people. Well, you know this it, word we, marijuana is a bad. It's a bad thing. Yeah, and then and then the, all the black and white films. That's why my mom and my uncle, some of my mom, you know, my 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 uh, grandmother would call my deals "Hey, you damn marijuanos, get out of here! All you do is smoke marijuana. Get away from my house, you guys are marijuanos. That's what stuck in my head. You're Therefore, like, I'm gonna name
0: something after that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, that was like, you know, you like you marijuana? And I remember my. My my grandmother would point her fingers, and what's crazy is that her fingers, arthritis runs through, you know, rampant to our family. Um, and she would point her fingers, you marijuana. But what's crazy when I would enter her room, she would have a bottle of rubbing alcohol, but I would trip out because of rubbing. I pick it up, and the rubbing alcohol was green, and it had. Has something in it. So I grabbed the bottle and I'm like, I told my mom, what's this? What is this though? She didn't want to tell me because it was como planta, but it was marijuana. My uncles would stick weed in her, in her rubbing alcohol, and it would ferment in there for days and days and weeks and weeks. And I remember when my mom would put the accord, which is alcohol, on my grandmother's hands. Her hands would be like this. When the alcohol would hit it and go like in a couple minutes, they would straighten out her hands.
0: Oh my gosh,
1: that's crazy. Miracle. The miracle of marijuana back then when I was yeah. a kid, you know? So I was saying to myself, wow, you know, and so like I said, that's why I said I'm I'm for, back then I was for the legalization, but now it's more like the decriminalization mm-hmm. of marijuana. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And um, and I continue to still sing about marijuana, uh, and I will continue to sing about it to the day I died. And for I have stood on shoulders of giants. Eddie Lepp. If you don't know who Eddie Lepp is, E-D-D-Y-L-E-P-P, Eddie Lepp. My friend Jack Hare. A lot of people says, oh, I smoked that weed before. Great weed. How about this? Jack Kerr yeah. was in the weed, my friends. Jack Kerr was a real person. Yeah. He wrote a book called The Emperor Wears No Clothes the most prolific motherfucking book to come out to tell people how to tell people how everything around in your home everything as you look around outside and inside your home can be made out of hemp and how how hemp can save the world and these are people that I knew and sat down with Jack loved us so much my nuggets that when I wrote a song called Hemp Will Save the World Hemp will save the world all I know because Jack's said so you gotta let him know you gotta let him grow that the emperor wears no clothes nice. I, I and forever I will I will talk about him and spread the word forever forever and I would never let no for one, yeah yes. I would never let no one forget about Eddie Leton Leff- and Jack Kerr, and Dennis Perone and Brownie Mary, all these people mm-hmm. that, that played a factor to mm-hmm. where we're at right now, my Nuggets.
2: Yeah. We always got to pay homage as we move forward. Always. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Like I was, someone's right someone's got
0: to start the path for, for the rest of us to keep plowing our way through it. So and that's, that's awesome. what
1: I and that's what I will continue to do, my nuggets. And that's, and that's what it is. That's all I do. There's nothing more, nothing less, just to keep on spreading the word that marijuana is not only a recreational drug, you know, what they call a drug or plant, but it's also medicinal and helps mm-hmm. people and has been helping people for centuries and still continues to help people. Yeah.
2: And that's, that's another quick point I want to make too, uh, you know, with our CIA and FBI and things when they placed marijuana and I say it like that uh, marijuana uh, sounds aggressive when you end it in that kind without its true uh, uh, accentuation of the word, you're saying marijuana. It's not mm-hmm. marijuana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's marijuana. Mar- marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's much prettier than that. You know, with your, <clears throat> your accentuation of Uh, how to properly say it and yeah Yeah. they did they demonized the piss out of it and uh it's absolutely wrong
1: and in racist
2: you know basis so yeah yeah. it's
1: it's just so crazy because the i i I look at all them old school films like we for madness and it's just so funny yeah how it's hilarious how they're smoking they look all. it's just like (laughs) nothing like there's nothing like that ever like they're right. more like they did some Peruvian flake or something before <laughs> yeah. they did fucking smoke weed. I was <laughs> like, wow, but but overall, like I said, I'm I'm just here to just keep on spreading the word and singing about marijuana um to the day I die, man. Right? I guess I'm gonna keep yeah. it going. Well, and I'd like to talk to you know a couple of these
2: songs that you've used your your uh what what gets you to the point where you're Creative, you're taking a song, uh, like you pick a, a Pearl Jam song or a, uh, whoever, and yeah. when you're coming up with the lyrics, are you going off of the beat and just kind of uh, letting it flow, or is there is there a rhythm to it, or is it you just kind of what feels right feels right?
1: Yeah, what it is with me is that I try. What it is is that I have not only I have the group Los Marihuanos, but I also have an alter ego, which I'm going to start going on tour. Um, with them, I'm the one of the biggest, 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 biggest fan. I, I still long to meet him, uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Um, yes, he <laughs> is the the epitome of coolness and of what all of us, from girls to guys who love music, have always made their own lyrics to certain music, whether it was about getting high or nasty stuff whatever you know what like, i'm saying i do God. it all the
2: time all, all the, the time my
1: kids so, hate it they yeah they're like you know, you're ruining I, the
2: song
0: you're like i'm keeping myself entertained though
1: <laughs> oh man but it's so funny because when i started doing it i really took it seriously and i said well look i'm gonna do a whole album and my boy says well you did that one you did a green day remake of uh of brain stew and i'm like yeah and i called it weed stew and it's that, I'm smoking weed every day. So when I did that, that came naturally. I just write it. I, I still yeah. pay homage to the artists and respect to the artists and everything. All I do is to switch the lyrics to weed lyrics, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I love uh, that. and it comes And it comes naturally. So that's when um my alter ego came up. So I wrote 17 songs. I rewrote 17 songs. You have Weird Al Yankovic. He does pop parodies. Mm -hmm. And then you have me, Weed Al Dankovic. I do pop parodies. (laughs) Weed I love that. (laughs) So Weed Al Dankovic is born and that's when you guys hear that uh, the the audio slave, you know, in your house. And then I do a the, I do the Eddie Money, Two Tickets to Paradise, but I do... Because I've got two nuggets of something nice. Won't <laughs> you pack your bowl and smoke tonight? I've got two nuggets of something nice. <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: And I, and I let it go and I let it rip. So, um, yeah, man, I love, I love to make people laugh. Everybody, Every time they hear those songs, I hear people laughing and i love the sound of laughter well what's beautiful about this is like weird al yankovic
2: um you know he did that for us with music changing the lyrics making them fun but you're coming from uh with the, the cannabis side of things you got the right. crowd out there and they're already mm-hmm. you know indulged and and you hit them with this left field fucking lyric <laughs> this, this uh, is the greatest they already know the song
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah so yep. it's beautiful it's beautiful and that's awesome. That's the, and that's the reaction that I expected from people when I do these cuts. And uh, I do it, you know, through instrumentals, and I do do it with a band, with a live band, an actual live band, and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm just gonna keep on. I'm just been so blessed to uh to perform for all these fests, man, around the around the world. Um, hoping to go to the Philippines and to Brazil and to uh to Peru and right back to Mexico to perform. I just performed in Mexico City for the first time. The original two guys in the group, Payback Garcia and Scribe, uh, went off to do their own group, the very first installment of Los Marijuanos, to start a group called Quinto Sol, which means the fifth son. After finding out the two guys didn't really smoke weed
2: in Mm -hmm. Los Marijuanos,
1: so we're with Cypress Hill in Milwaukee backstage. They roll up these big ass doinks. They're going around so they're going around in a circle. I'm looking and I see that it goes to the homeboy. Homeboy like like grabs a joint and he's like looking around. Everybody's talking, you know. So <laughs> he like that kind of fake hits it like or inhales it or doesn't even hit, like just keeps it in mind. He just was <sighs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I just see this dude fake hit the joint, so I went around against to to the other guy, and he did. He he acted like he hit it, but he didn't hit it. So I went twice. So after you know we left Cypress and then be real on him, I'm like, look, bro, I just found out you guys don't smoke. Like, yeah, we, we cannot. We don't have time to smoke like you, Pony. We got things to do. I'm like, I got things to do too, motherfucker. I get out every day in my life, all day. I still get things <laughs> done, my nuggets. They went off to go do a group, and it's all in Spanish. No English. They're all Spanish. So one day, I'm recording. I'm about to record the third installment of my album. Where's my money? The uh, Los Mariquinos album. And their their album's already done. Their their album keeps Son's albums up, and they're waiting for one song. So this one song comes. And this was back in the day, so it came on a DAT, which is a digital analog tape. A little small digital analog tape, so he put it in. The song comes to playing, and then the guy starts singing. They're like, no, this is wrong. They're like, 40, they're like, no, what? The heck? What are we going to do? He goes, go to the other track. You go to the other track. Oh, no, it's the same thing. The guy sang it wrong. What are we gonna do? So I'm upstairs smoking a joint because they wouldn't let me smoke in the studio. I'm like smoking. And they're like, "What are we gonna do?" And I was like, "I'm like, I think I'll, I think I can sing that song for you guys." Mm-hmm. And they were like, what? What did you say, buddy? And I said, "I think I can sing that song for you guys." And then you can hear them talking. Oh, we don't got it in Spanish, bro. We don't got no toy. We don't got no toy. <laughs> You know, okay, come down. I'm, I'm going to bring my joint. And all of them say at the same time, no. <laughs> so I'm like, I hit my joint. I put it out and I go downstairs. Now we're in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, we have things called basements. What? You, what Midwest, right? You guys know about basements. California. <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah, we, we got them. California I don't... ain't got no basement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you want one in California, over here too. In Nevada, there ain't no basements. Yeah. No. no, 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 no. <laughs> no. No, there's no basements. I'm just letting you guys know right now. But So I go down. They play the song. Beat comes on and I start singing. And that's one of the songs that you hear me sing in Spanish, just like one verse of Fungi at the at the fest. I mm-hmm. sang the song and the guys were like, we think it's going to work. We're going to call the label, send it to the label. But if it works, we're going to pay you. But if it doesn't work, we can't pay you, Pony. And I'm like, but I have a feeling It's going to work. Lo and behold, they send a hook back to the record label in Mexico called Disa Records. They made the song that I sang on, the main song, like the main single, to come out and up to date, my Nuggets. I'm so proud of this. 168 (laughs) million hits. That's awesome. Damn. congrats. 168. Probably maybe 169 maybe. I might be off. Or maybe it's we'll called it 170. Fuck. Yeah. Well, 170 <laughs> we round million, up. <laughs> yeah, I'm rounding up or rounding off whatever. I'm gonna a 168 million hits for that one song that I sang. That's badass. That's amazing. Man. You know, and, and, I'm it, doing, and the way it came about too, you you
2: you inserted yourself into that. It was a situational put thing. It, it you know, and it just you went happened for it. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> So that's that a little was, bit of fate and a little bit of hard
1: work, you know. Yeah, you know, and you know what it was as far as the hard work. I I'm not gonna I'm not patting myself on the shoulder, my nugget, but I did it in two takes. they <laughs> are like, man, we good? Do we need background? No, we don't need background. It sounds good. Perfect. I'm like, man, that's perfect. So I'm very proud of that. Um, good. I still continue to keep on singing in Spanish and English because I want to bring because those are my two languages. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like when I go live, like up to date right now on Facebook, I have a hundred and fifty three thousand people following me on Facebook. Nice, that's not, uh, that's
0: yeah. a, that's a solid following. <laughs>
2: yeah, and you your know, Spanish, and- your Spanish singing, even across uh, the barrier. I don't speak Spanish, but it's one of the most beautiful languages in the world. And to hear it and not even understand the lyrics is still gorgeous. So definitely uh, appreciate that bringing that to us, too, you know? No, for sure. I know a couple
1: people, sisters, no Mexican people here. I mean, there's there were some, but you know what it is? It's like, you don't want to go to a concert where there's not going to be no Spanish people and sing all Spanish. Yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, but I sang a couple of like verses, like, you know, like choruses, like real quick. Yeah. Just in case there was. No, I appreciated it. I I really did. No, and I appreciate you, both for the, the love and the compassion that every time you see your boy, man, you always tell me, Thank you for coming. And my nugget, your gifts are very well appreciated. I'm almost finished with the i book. Cause I was started reading it on the plane, but then this lady started talking to me and then she fell asleep on my shoulder. So I was like, put your <laughs> head on, my shoulder. He's a good um, guy to get
0: stuck next to on a plane. I'm like, go ahead, serenade me,
1: please. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, but yeah, but overall I still um I, I got plans on uh, uh, doing a tour next year, a puff up tour. I got um uh, new music coming out. So how many albums do you have out total at this point? Total. I have four CDs out. Okay. I have a lot of unreleased music, like okay. so much. And yeah. um, I'm about to <laughs> gather all those songs up and, um, you know, put them out of all songs that, I've never, you know, I'm saying that, like, for instance, I have one song. uh, My wife tells me, you done fucked this lady's song up. (laughs) Why did you fuck this lady's song up? Thanks for the support,
0: honey. (laughs) Babe,
1: yeah, I'm like, babe, but I'm not going to lie to you, babe. Everybody loves that song. You're like the only one that don't like the song. She goes, so you're trying to tell me everybody likes, uh, don't fall in love with no hope? Song. It's so hilarious, and I'm like, that's great. Yeah. she goes, I it's don't hilarious. believe. I, she goes, I don't believe you. I'm like, I wrote that song as a joke, like as a joke, like in other words, right. I just wrote it as a joke, like, um, N.W.A. or Easy E, and then would write their, you know, they had, they they did the remix of, of Peep you know, I wanna be with you, yeah. But then easy, says, I want to fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, turn it on. And that's what I did with this uh, song, uh, Don't Fall In Love With No Ho. In fact, I don't even, I'm trying to think if it was Etta James that sang the original song. But I just did it as a joke, recorded it, and I put it away. And one day, all right, they want you to do another song. I'm like, I don't don't have no more songs. I only have an hour. Well, you have this one, Don't Fall In Love With No Hole. Okay, let's do it. Don't fall in love with no dinner Don't in love with no <laughs> what the hell's going on. I loved it. Yeah, every, so I'm about to put that out and do a video. Nice. Good. A,
2: okay. Yeah, and, that uh, was that I was a lot it. of fun, you yeah. know. Because you also, you know, it to to defend your wife, I get I get where she's coming from, right? Oh, no, for sure. At the same time, um, when it's when it's a joke and you know it, like that's why we're enjoying it because we also get. Yeah, it's get, a joke. You know?
1: I don't, I'm not calling. it. I mean, I don't need. I'm not going to "Hey, don't fall in love with no hole because she'll smoke right. all your droll and take <laughs> all your dough." <laughs> it's a funny
2: thing. <laughs> it was so simply. And if you knew my wife, if you knew my wife, since I have met her, she probably smokes equivalent or probably more than me. So I went from having to sustain myself to sustaining two of me just mm-hmm. in the smoking aspect of things but i love her so i i happily do it
1: <laughs> that's what's up man but you know what my, my wife has been with me for a long time and at the beginning i was smoking when i first got with her but um she used to pick me up with with pre-rolled joints that her dealer would you know, do her favor and say, look, you know, or she would ask him, would you roll the joint for me? So I could because I don't know how to roll. And the guy will be like, Yeah, roll like 10 joints for it. She would come pick me up with pre-rolled joints already to smoke. And I'm like, oh fuck. My wife does not smoke anymore and the count that she's in the casino business here. She's been in the casino business for years now, 20 years uh, from Harris Casino in East Chicago, the boat. Mm-hmm. We used to be there and now. And then we got transferred, she got transferred to Las Vegas when I told her that I had opportunity in Vegas. And like um, like I was telling others, Las Vegas was the last place that I thought I was ever gonna move to. Like the last, like I'm talking about the last, it's last. Like last, it's last, last. Never thought ever, ever I was gonna be here ever just to, to live. I live right. here, I love it here. And the reason why I moved out here because I was more closer back then to the state of California which back then the proposition 215 was going on. And it was the only state back then that was close to legal or anything. And I just moved towards what would be beneficial for the group Los Marihuanos, mm-hmm. And, um, it ended up, uh, I don't really gamble, but I end up rolling the dice and we ended up winning. So we've been here 17 years and, um, and we love it. Uh, now marijuana is legal here for recreational and medical. Mm-hmm. Um they they're finally getting what's crazy about over here, yay, it's legal for medical, yay, it's legal for recreational. But where do you smoke it at?
0: You, yeah, well, because isn't it on the the Las Vegas drip? Can't you have open alcohol?
1: Yeah, or you can that, have open alcohol. So but they you have can't an- smoke a drink.
0: That's interesting. (laughs) And is that something they're trying to push for at this point? Or is it even in
1: in fact, they just got approved. I would say by next year we will have cannabis consuming lounges. Okay, we're smoking because this is the only that was the only catch. Yeah. You could go, yeah, you got dispensary. You can go yourself, go to the dispensary and go buy all the weed you want to. But the thing is, is where were you going to smoke it? You can't smoke it in the motherfucking hotels because they'll exactly. kick you out. Yep. That's one thing. They don't talk, not one, there's not one hotel that I know of in Vegas that tolerates. And I trip off because I'm telling them, look, you guys, this is real talk. I hear you, it's a business and everything. But my nugget, you have a business in a state that marijuana is 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 legal in both ways
0: yeah
2: you
1: Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying
2: yeah michigan michigan people uh as far as the hotels and motels they're turning the blindest eye they can because they got people filling up those hotels and motels
1: exactly that's what that's just what's crazy that's what people need to realize over here
0: well i think it would be Mm -hmm. smart of the hotels especially in vegas um, to try to push. And I didn't know there's probably a big process behind it, but try to push for those consumption lounges because it's like that would just that would just be genius. And they'd be just Bro, making that so much money nugget, off of this stuff.
1: Yes. My nugget. Can you imagine how many motherfuckers would go play games that they were allowed to motherfucking smoke a joint while they're fucking playing dice or whatever? Get the fuck and, out of here. And you know, of know a what that,
0: and you know what that's going to do, too? Then the people are going to be hungry and they're going to go to the buffets. And yeah, they're
1: going to they're gonna <laughs> make lots of money for for the <laughs> casinos that that was their first initiative yeah exactly that was their first fucking thing is to make money mm-hmm. it's like to me now like you said maybe it could be control where what we say we don't need them up We're like literally like smoking the fuck out like the whole damn thing yeah but, you know a joy a joy vape whatever you know what i'm saying something yeah. nothing Nothing too crazy. I, I understand the casino's point of view. But then at the same time, like you said, the fucking reno, uh, uh, revenue that will be coming to, like you said, it works hand in hand. Let yeah. them smoke. Mm-hmm. They play games. They get hungry. They want to go to the buffet to spend money, the money that you guys want. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Simple. But yeah, yeah I'm, sh-
0: I'm sure they could find a way to navigate through that because then it's like, it, I, well, how's that work in Vegas? Can you smoke
2: cigarettes in places, or
0: is that completely like in some up? places?
1: Okay, okay. Indian, yeah, in some Indian
0: places. ran
2: casinos usually. Okay, usually native ran, but I don't know out west. I know over here the native yeah. ran casinos; they allow it.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. And my wife worked for the very first uh, Native American-owned casino, which is now the Palms. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Palms Casino is now owned by Native Americans. Um, I I don't know if it's a Paiute tribe or since Cento- I'm not too sure. But um, I told him, man, that would be awesome. Because mm-hmm. they were, they said they were tripping because because uh, Travis Scott, Travis Scott, usually goes to their hotel, and it's so money. You got this much money, my nuggets, that you go over there and you're gonna go to the hotel. You can go to their hotels just to go there, and trash their hotel room. You got so much money. Wow. I'm just gonna go smoke your rooms out, oh my trash gosh. the room. You got that much money. But <laughs> like that's you that's, that's your up. choice though.
2: Yeah. It's so <laughs> it's so, it's so destructive. Oh, I, mean, but, is, yeah. I couldn't
1: yeah. see myself. I if I had this is the thing I was gonna tell you guys too, is that when I told you I lived, I I I everything I dreamt, all my dreams came true. And like I said, at the end of the day. The only thing that didn't come true yet my nugget is um is me wanting to become a millionaire to take care of my friends and family but this is real talk my nuggets I'm not a millionaire I'm not even close to it but in a way I am a millionaire my nuggets because I'm a millionaire in friends and family mm-hmm. that's yeah. important and That's very important mhm yeah, connected for days for days and days and days just but but this is real talk and I think I—I don't know if I told you, but my nuggets and whoever's listening that saying the man that dies with the most toys wins, it's not true, my nuggets. It's the man who helps the most people while he's on this earth wins. Mm-hmm. I
0: love that. Message, man. Talk. No, I talk, agree. There's a lot of people that uh, think money is like the end all be all and you have to keep getting more and more and more and have the best of everything and it's no, just no, nothing ever, I've ever cared about. And exactly, connections with people, like, you know, what really
1: matters in life. Bro, and 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 my nuggets is just like I said, I've hooked I've, I've up so many people throughout my journeys around the world and everywhere. I've connected so many people together. Oh, this is your boy? Yeah. Hey, Pony, this is my friend. Oh, this is your boy. What does he do? Oh, he does this. Boom, they hook up make thousands, yeah. thousands of yeah. dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't ask for nothing. All I ask again, all I ask is for, for like when I pass away, which is going to happen when they were all going to pass away, but I pass away and that somebody remembers me. And either my daughters are somewhere either stuck or or in trouble or something. And someone says, hey man, aren't you, aren't you Pony Boy Sodder? Yeah, I am. I you need help. Yeah, I do need help, whether with money or anything. And the person reached out and said, you know what? Come, I'm gonna help you. You wanna know why? Because your dad helped me. I remember yeah. your dad. Your dad helped me. You know, he put me on stage or he he met, you know, he I, I met through some somebody through your dad where I me and my family prospered, or whatever. That's all I want. I don't want no money. If you want to give me some weed, that's wonderful. <laughs> but, yeah, I take that. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but overall everything like I said, it's just like I'm, i just stay humble. I stay humble. And I want to give props. I had a couple people say, hey man, come on my DM and tell me, hey, you guys, hey bro, you got something going with uh with uh Mendo Dope or you got are you guys uh mad at each other or something? I'm like, man, let me tell you something about me and Mendo Dope. I said, Mendo Dope is the future of marijuana music. And is yeah. the future now and the future, my buddies. That's why when I say when I've been doing marijuana music, I pass the torch. If there's anybody, I pass the torch to. I pass the torch to them young motherfuckers, because them yeah. motherfuckers, hey, bro, nothing but love. So, quit the rumors about that out there, or that we're in competition. We're not in competition. Them dudes got their own style of music. And their own dope ass style, and I have my own dope style, just like other groups got their own and different yeah. style. Yeah, and and that's People, what makes
2: us- people love to do that shit, you know. People love to get things stirred up and create their own agendas and ideas. And- I don't
1: know why though. What, what are they gonna get out of that? You know, of stirring people stuff struggle. Up, people G, you know what
2: people I mean? struggle within their own lives. Most of them live that kind of lifestyle yeah. to begin with, and then they perpetuate it, you know, in their social life. Everybody's but- just
0: projecting onto everybody else, really. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, um, in most cases, it's not that case, you know, I mean, I think Mendo Dope, you're absolutely right They're They're at the, the husk of taking this thing. Um, their, their message is unbelievable. I just heard their their new albums uh, about to drop. And uh, he slipped me. <clears throat> he slipped me a song to listen to old he did. And man, they got something coming. And no, they got
1: they're, they're dope. Them dudes are the future and I back them dudes up 101% my nugget.
2: Yeah. Good good. Yeah, and
1: that's what we, you know, we do. We're
2: we're all humble people in the cannabis community whether we're in the business of um holding events or or being a caregiver or and or in the music industry, we're all humbled by this plant first and foremost. Yeah. And yeah. then we're humbled by the connections again that we get to make through it. For sure. It's and
1: beautiful. Everyone to prosper, you know, whether, you know, for their families or whatever, because all of us are all working uh, uh, individuals and they have to make a living one way or the other. And uh, I've been making my living from the plant, you know, yep. singing about exactly. this beautiful plant called marijuana that God his grace is one of the most useful plants in the whole wide world through hemp and its other compounds and everything. It's just like, wow, bro. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah
2: amazing, and I it's and I've amazing. seen it from the aspect of healing, being a caregiver, having the opportunity to grow a plant that that I process and produce a medicine that that heals or helps someone. Uh, it, there's nothing like it; you can't explain
1: that, you know. No the, the the feeling of giving medicine to somebody that really needs it, or giving some somebody something. That's what I was telling. I don't know if I told you guys too. The feeling that I get that. When I give something, whether it's money or or nuggets or food to somebody, the feeling that I get that comes from and back, my, I don't know what that juice is that comes out of my brain, that the feeling, Serotonin. again, <laughs> yeah, the, the feeling, this is real talk to me, you guys can make jokes if you want for the next couple of days, but I think it's better than an orgasm. <laughs> no, I mean because I'm not it, gonna make fun of that. Well, uh, I think yeah, feeling, it's it's probably like
0: giving, lighting up like the giving, similar spot in your brain, probably. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. know what
1: that. I don't know what that is that releases. It ain't the same. I don't know if it's just it's a different feeling of an orgasm, but it's a feeling of the great feeling that comes over from the back of my back to the back of my head. Yeah, and then seeing that person, the, that person's facial expression, if not even a tear that emotion makes my emotions like overwhelming like wow like i mm-hmm. it was like uh, like i said not like like in, you know i think to me honest again people make to different maybe better no orgasm maybe not but mm-hmm. maybe something just like it if not just for fitting to feel good in my body in my head of am giving someone that really really needed it yeah yeah okay. yeah it's amazing or vessels
2: of, of of information and and healing, and when you give it, um, and it's received, and like you said, there's it's horrible feeling. My nugget, I, don't, I can't yeah.
1: explain it. I yeah. can't. That's why maybe I want to give more because I want them so fucked up because I want that feeling. I, I mean, it's sanity. good to feel good, you know. It's yeah, like, that's and what it's, it, it, I know. You're saying, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, all in retrospect, at the end of the day, it is to feel good or to make yourself feel.
0: And it's not like good. that's being like presented as anything negative about anything. You're you're doing good and you're feeling good, so that's
1: that's good. And that's good. That's good <laughs> yeah. Good. You know, yeah. I'm saying that's not a, You know, I'm not. I'm. If I'm guilty of that, then 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 I'm guilty. Then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got a very inspirational story and a, a good message that it seems like like you like to put out there in the world, and that's really awesome. And we need more people like you doing those things, especially when you're just trying to promote something like a plant (laughs) yeah
1: and i I hope and i hope that somebody you know watches me you know i had somebody i was on live and some guy came in and said um thank you that you inspired me and my friend to do music when when someone tells you that they got inspired by you feels great yeah you know um wow i inspired you yeah man i'm like I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, to me, I'm just like, what the hell? Are you being for real? <laughs> yeah, man, you inspired me and my boy. We're doing real good now. We're doing music. We're in Chicago. Thank you. Oh, man, I'm like, thank think, you. You guys just what, made my night. I'm like, thank I think you
2: what that is, is, is that that's that God energy or that uh, whatever you want to call it. And it passes through all of us. And when we're on that beat and we find that flow it's like a, a bellow and it just keeps, keeps going. And it is, it's beautiful and it's good because it's perpetuating good. Thus uh, in retrospect should be pushing back evils and, you know, right. combating trying to
0: put good out there in this world because it seems like it's not out there some days, <laughs> you know, no, so- you're
1: right. And you're correct. And you are correct. And I just, I just feel, um, I just feel more people talk about love and peace just like anything else, people talk about fucking guns and violence and everything. That's why I stopped doing music. Um, I no longer do no mu the music that I did in the past on my albums tell the stories of the streets of Chicago and Indiana mm-hmm. and how Mublin not, you know how used to live. And I used to tell that I used to tell them stories. But there's no need to tell them stories no more, my nuggets, because I'm not in that. I haven't been in that life and mm-hmm. fucking like you know, like 30, I mean, 20 years, you know, yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. And do you guys know, you guys are right there, St. Louis, Michigan. You guys already know about Chicago, Gary, Indiana. But where we lived was kind of rough. And what, I just Yeah, what section
0: story. were you in? I'm originally, huh? I said, what section of Chicago were you in? You said Chicago Heights? Chicago
1: Heights and okay. South Chicago.
0: Okay, I was originally from Oak Lawn area, so I was just kind of trying to like.
1: You were you were in Oak Lawn? Yeah.
0: You? Yeah, that's where I
2: grew up. Yeah, my my car one time broke down at Camelot. I was about 16 years old, and uh, I stayed there for a week in a hotel until my car got fixed, and that was interesting. But I was I was uh, I was accepted by the community, and I stayed in my hotel.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's good. You right already there. know it's kind of my nugget. It was back then. Now it's probably even worse, of course. But you know, back then. It was it was crazy back then when I grew up, you know, and it's still crazy now. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, I no longer do that music. No need to tell them stories no more. Now I tell stories of inspiration, um, partying with the plant, loving the plant, and acknowledging the plant, you know, and and having yeah. fun with the plant because mm-hmm. it's all that in one. It's medicine. Yeah. It's fun. It's calming. It's healing. It's you mm-hmm. know this plant is wonderful. The more, yeah, mind you, I did. I tried damn here. I, I wouldn't say every drug, but this is the best ever, 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 ever top notch. Okay, okay, okay. I'll confess mushrooms too. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna tell you guys, okay. I, I microdose. Yeah. I love to microdose, it helps me. Mm-hmm. It helps me, and I do. I do microdose mushrooms.
2: Yeah, um, they're amazing.
1: Yes, they are. They're eye openers. They're also tantalizing and also mind opening. Um, the, the way I microdose I found out that that in the middle of my palm is enough for me, good enough for me. Like I used to do quarters or yeah. more <laughs> to mm-hmm. the face. <laughs> oh my um, gosh! But to find out that. That microdosing was just good enough for me, like just right, just in a ball. What I I find what it does
2: for me in my days, like if I microdose and I find myself in a position in the day that I may normally react a certain way, I find myself collectively holding myself back from that particular reaction because it usually has a bad outcome. And then I, I create a new reaction and I. I get a different outcome. So like so many little things in your life can get adjusted by just taking that moment of clarity. And it gives you that.
1: Yeah. That's you know what? And that's what's crazy how I learned how I learned on uh, on on mushrooms. It's just it's awesome. I wish I would have learned more earlier. <laughs> that's <laughs> true, the only thing that sucks. I'm like fuck. But I still I got enough time. A <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm hey man, I'm 52 years old. I'm still doing music. I'm still writing. I still feel good it's a miracle the the spirit of Mick Jagger comes in into me when I perform I don't know why but at the end of the, the end of the night I'm like so damn tired my legs are tired you were tired. sweating up there <laughs> a, 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 a organic cup you were sweating up there you were getting it bro I was but I now again but I don't know what makes me do that it just happens it just comes in you know I don't know what well, Stevie Ray,
2: Stevie Ray Vaughan was another one. You know, you can see the music pour out of them. And I think that's what a real artist does is yeah. pushes uh, that that all that essence of themselves yeah. into their music.
1: Yeah, when I go on stage, that's what I, I try to do. I try to give it all I got, every performance. That's right. You know, every before every performance, I eat, you know, fucking tangerine, vitamin C, good, you know. Good get all energized up and give it all I got. It afterwards I'll take some, afterwards I'll take some dabs. Cause I feel like some dabs take my voice away. And one time I did a couple of before a show and it took my voice away. And I was mad. I was like, Oh, I harsh. Dab-. Yeah. Oh man. But, <laughs> but, but I love dabs. I do dab. In fact, I'm dabbing on some uncle Mike uh, gifted garden and some Hindu Z from a uh, Michigan turf farms, man. I got number love for my peoples out there. Uh, some great growers, Fang, and them. I just finished uh, smoking some of Fang's, uh, uh, um, a couple of his nuggets. Um, wow, some good designer yeah. nuggets, Man, yeah. Michigan, Michigan got some great growers, bro.
2: Real shit.
1: They well, do. I'm not- I, don't
2: know, I don't know what happened, but I think a lot of it had to do with our medical program. It gave us the ability to really do some science in our in our gardens, and a lot of people yeah. took advantage of that and really honed in on to, to be the best they could be and they really there's did. A lot of, like you said a lot of good growers <laughs> yeah.
1: man a lot of hey, i'm telling you what i walked through that to that organic cup much love to the people from the organic cup bang my boys adam brooks the homie from medical mondays you know what it's kind of hard you guys i'm gonna tell you right now this is kind of hard i'm gonna tell you what and you guys know about it too i'll tell you guys straight up it's hard because i know so many people from so many different places, it doesn't even make no sense. And there's always somebody that doesn't like somebody. Mm-hmm. Always. one. There's always. I, I'm hoping there'll be one day that I could be with somebody and they tell me, hey, everybody here is cool. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, right. you know, not nobody. I was going to be a clash of personalities. <laughs> yeah, mom. Mom, I'm telling you. It's hard for me as an artist. To, I it's like I can't side with everybody. I can't I can't know what everybody does if someone's bad. I I'm not Santa Claus. See if right. you're bad or good. Who can I choose to talk to? Oh, if you talk to that person, I'm gonna be mad at you. Fuck. I know, right. I, know <laughs> I know you guys. I know it's hard.
2: Yeah. You yeah. know,
1: you might know somebody, Bundy, that somebody I. Uh, Came up and told me, "Hey, yo, hey, what's up, boy? Oh, this dude seems cool. Wait a minute, Pony, watch that guy because that guy right. fucking stole from right. my homie or whatever." And, that,
2: and that's that's how I'm navigating this this whole thing. I'm trying to I, I'm trying to give everybody the fair shake, especially as you meet somebody you don't necessarily know. Just because some a group of people or somebody else told me about you doesn't mean that I know about you. So me getting to know you gives me my best bet. Um, yeah, your judgment. It's your
1: judgment, yeah. of, and your choice, and you feel the person out, and you be like, oh, you know, because like I said, it's hard for me as an artist. I can go to California, to Texas, to Michigan, and there's always going to be someone like, hey, don't talk to that girl, that guy, because, right. man, that's hard, my nugget. It is. I like, love it. Person, Let me get my own opinion. Like me, I love this is crazy. When I meet you, and I and I get to know you, I start loving a person. I am a loving person. I love yeah. to hug. I love, you know, strong handshakes. I love I love to feel people's energies. Not not no I'm yeah. I don't my homegirl like, oh you like the hug? Look, my nuggets, not Oh my, my gosh! Nuggets. No, I'm I, like I, such a
0: hugger, and I'm the same way. Like you just feed off of people's energies. You're like, yeah, we're vibing, you know? Yeah, you know. And, <laughs> and I
1: want, and people always come. Can, they're like, can I hug you? And I'm like, yeah, because I want them to pull all this damn positive energy that I have in my body. And for some reason, even through death, the death of my mother not long ago. Do one my mother, my my even through death, I don't know how I find myself to still, I don't know. I don't know how I do it, my friend. How to still stay good vibing and still stay positive and come on my souls or, or greet somebody, knowing that death has been in my family, but still keep the the aura going and my good vibes going, not to uh I don't want to share my sadness, you know, but because I just like have to a keep calling. My good vibes.
2: Yeah. You have a calling and you're aware of your calling Yeah, and, that's and that's why you're able to persevere this and continue that. Um, it comes from a special place. And yeah, no matter the trife in my life, all I'll ever do is pro-
1: project positivity for others and try and help yeah. them. Um, that's what, and that's where I think that's why, I think that's why we attract my nugget. That's why. You know, right away, you came up to me and you felt that shit, and I felt that mm-hmm. from you, my nugget, right away. Yeah. And that's like you say, I feel like that's what I got. That's what I got to do. I've got to stay positive, not only for me but for others, my nugget.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah,
1: know? and I feel like someone sees me, happy, I probably could save a person, and you know, from whatever yeah. suicide or whatever, mm-hmm. you know,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, and you it does happen
2: that way. I've, I've had. <laughs> Had people come back to me and, and say that I've inf- inf- uh affected their life by just something I've said. And it was in a positive manner and it gave them a ability to make a choice or whatever, you know, and that's a crazy feeling, you know, but as you see it happening, you you're like, OK, you better accept this and perpetuate it because it's what I'm supposed to do.
0: Hey, I like to refer to the movie It's a Wonderful Life, if everybody knows what movie that is. Yeah. I fucking love it. I'm just talking about that movie. I love (laughs) this movie so much. But you know how one person's (laughs) life can affect another person's life. And, you know, it's like you never know how many people you're actually affecting. So Mm -hmm. it's great to radiate the positivity (laughs) you do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's crazy. And it feels good. Again, at the end of the day, the payback is just hearing someone tell you, hey, man. You made a difference in my life, whether it's something you said or something you did or sang or whatever. It yeah. just feels good. And it keeps me going and wanting to do even more of my nuggets. And that's why I still continue. I'll still continue to uh, to give love, dog, to give love. I, w- I wish everybody love. That's well, all. you know, we got
2: Hash Bash coming
1: up in the spring. We might
2: need to talk. I think mm-hmm. maybe maybe you need to slide over for Hash Bash this year.
1: For sure. I'm we were very happy. Uh, uh, my boy Adam Brooks brought me over there, and uh, feedback was was great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the feedback was great, and I was happy. You know when you yeah. know the feedback's is when you jump off stage, and more than I always kind of more than if more than five people come and tell you, "Hey, oh man, fuck that song." Oh man, you know another guy told me, "Bro, I didn't even know you sang." You got up there, we're like, what the hell? You know, um, that's love. That's love. Yeah. You know, so I can't wait. Um, I can't wait. Um, to go back to perform. I told Big Clouds and them, my Nuggets, the the organizing everybody. Over, amen. I, hey, I thank them from the bottom of my heart because at the same time, I get to go back home and be with my sister, who was very close to my mother and was going through some things. Like real bad things, alcohol, alcoholism, taking pills. I almost lost my sister, and I feel me coming over there, going over there, and being with her. Even hyped her up. I even brought her to big clouds. Okay, She's yeah, yeah. I, remember, like, her, I met, I
2: met her. I wish, I yeah, you met my sister. you like, I wish I would have known because, um, if you ever need, if she ever needs RSO or anything, uh, to help her tell her that she's got a friend over here because I can I definitely appreciate help. you, Yeah.
1: Cause she's, she was going from, you know, I told my, I told my, my sister, you know, she lived a, you know, a, a life, you know, um, she was very prosperous. She, uh, she, she did real good in her life for a little while. And, um, and that's my, you know, my mom's, uh, uh, health started deteriorating. Um, it took a toll alcohol came in pills came in a uh, Coke came in and that whole combination of depression and everything almost got her. And I just felt like, um, um, me going over there and supporting her, even though I'm here in Las Vegas with my family started my, you know, whole new home over here and everything that helped her. And, um, and now she's smoking marijuana. Peritos. Good. Well, tell she's her, tell her. Drink. Yeah. You she's not to. drinking. She's not. No. Now, mind you, she was a drinker when a doctor said, if you drink, you continue doing this, you're going to pass away, you know? And mm-hmm. she's been through trials and tribulations. And she's the one that I told her, I got kind of mad. My nuggets it's not, it was, um, maybe the third time or fourth time that I went over there in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, she was still drinking, um, and I told her, and I told her, look, my, I why don't you try marijuana? Because to her, she would say, well, well, you smoke weed, you know. I came they're trying to compare my nuggets, right? You know, yeah. There's no comparison yeah, to no. you know, coke, beer, like malt liquor, beer like that, you know, like the steel reserves. Yes, yeah. It's is killer shit.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm
1: not gonna lie. To you. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you guys. know I don't drink, I do drink micheladas. I drink a couple beers, micheladas with the blamato. But my sister liked drinking anything with ice. That was with high malt, high hops. It was no good for. I'm like, look, ma, try smoking marijuana. And I turned her on, and she said, better than beer. And I'm like, do you feel me? You feel Good. me, my sister? She goes, All that time, no. I couldn't yeah. be. I'm like, yeah. yeah, but my sister, it's not too late for you, my sister. I yeah. yeah. I said, now not too late. I road. said, I'm gonna do what I can. She lives in Gary, Indiana. So I don't know how far that is from you guys, but That's not about three hours. About maybe 20, and, That's way less. Well, and, um, yeah, it's less. <laughs> and I told her that I will find someone for her to bring. Like now, mind you, she does she's not a big smoker. She does her little bowl, you know, her little bowls. She sticks a little bit snug, and she'll take a couple hits to call now. But um, I told her I was proud of her. I said, I'm not going to get on you about the drinking. You already know what you got to do. So now she's down to now she gets one beer every two or three days. For me, that was a miracle because she would – I remember when I was trying to get her to stop, she was shake. She was that bad you yeah. mm-hmm. to have a drink yeah. Now she doesn't do that no more so she literally had to fend herself off instead of going cold turkey yeah that's why i'm Which... my going i'm sorry
0: Oh, know i was just gonna say that seems to be like not everybody works the same way when it comes to trying to like knock themselves off of like a certain substance ma, some people don't was... have to ease themselves off yeah
1: that was my mistake ma that was my mistake mm. i was bitching her out you, the doctor says you're going to die. I would leave the her house home mad as hell. You know, and one day you I were caught worried. myself. Yeah. I, I caught myself and I said, what am I doing? She can't just stop like that cold turkey.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So well, I told her, you know, I went back and I apologized, crying to her. I'm so sorry, Manita. I'm sorry. I would never, ever, and I never did, ever again. So like I said, when I go over there, Either she doesn't drink or she'll have one beer to bend herself off because I just feel she would have went cold turkey, she would have died.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, 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 um, I, I really ex- think so. I experienced being uh, in a relationship with someone who's struggled with an addiction, and it's just hard to not want them to not like just go cold turkey because you're yeah, like, that was me like I, I want you to sister. save yourself me, already. Right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's hard me, to watch. Right? Yeah, and I felt bad. It's oh my god! After like really, really realizing, I'm like, what the fuck, man? What am I doing? And walk back to my sisters and <clears throat> for an hour, trying to. I'll never do that to you ever again, my sister. I'm so sorry. She's good right now. Good. I just talked to her before we got on. You guys, she's doing great. That's great. Um, you know who came to smoke her out? Or came to smoke us out? Is um, God bless him, KK. Oh, cool, cool. From Sob, he came. Because he, he lives, I guess, a little bit more closer. I think he lives in um, South Bend. Yeah, he's in, like, oh. South Bend, Niles area. Yeah. Yeah, and he drove. He came. God bless him. Shout out to SOB. Um, I appreciate you, Fungi, uh, Fungi for even, um, yeah, my sister doesn't really smoke a lot. But
2: well, like I said, if oils or wax or uh, if there's edibles or something that she likes, you know, if there's a uh, turp. Terp farms or somebody has something she likes,
1: whatever. I get it. I get it to her. I so. appreciate you, man. Like I said, she's not real big, but the little bit of the bud that she smokes, a little bit, she sticks in her pipa and she takes a couple hits and she feels mellow and she feels she tells she tells me that she does not feel like drinking no more. And I'm like, man, that's fucking great news, my yeah. sister. Yeah. To me, that's great news. She's the only family I got as far as I siblings she's only she's all I got so yeah, you know I'm just happy and that's another testimony that marijuana does work for some people a lot of people say you know it's different a lot of people say that marijuana is a gateway drug but I don't believe bro this is real shit when I first tried marijuana marijuana didn't say oh I gotta I would like to try a line of coke or I would like to uh, I really never this real talk I never really got into I never did meth I never did crack. I never did heroin. Uh, Good. The only I'm lucky. No, that's that's seriously tried. like
0: I'm glad that you avoided those ones in particular because otherwise your path could have been different.
1: And, and I know, hey, I know it. I didn't know. This is real talk. Us being from the Midwest, mm. I didn't know. I know maybe you're gonna say to yourself, Angie, you guys, maybe you weren't in the right places or whatever. Maybe I was in the right place because I ain't never heard of that. When I was back home. That's good. Yeah, The only time I heard about meth. I heard about Heron. Or boy, whatever you want to call it. But as far as meth. I heard about meth when I moved to Las Vegas. 17 years ago. I heard about 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 a lot of
0: things in Vegas probably. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm like the most. The most stuff. Was that when I would see people with dots on their faces. They were picking Mm. their faces. And I'm like hey. That's. That's not a crack reaction and i'm like and that's not somebody that does coke your pony you you don't you don't ice man and i'm like I ice. Uh, i'm like uh hit me on he goes he goes are you being serious i'm like bro i'm never you know i i'm not hip to the game what the fuck no is good for you man people good do that he goes yeah. bro it's just stuff called mad Either you smoke it or you do a line of it. And they say if you do like a little line of it, then you're up for three days. I'm like, who in the fuck? <laughs> yeah, who wants got to be up that long? Three days, <laughs> hey. <laughs> you think about it. Three days up <laughs> to be fucked up. To be fucked up. Hey, how about this? Yeah, me, okay. me, me. I got kids. Number one, I got kids, and I got shit to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't got time to be up for three fucking days. Whatever. What, yeah, but I am Vacuum in the yard. You said vacuum <laughs> in the yard. <laughs> hey, what are you
0: doing? I'm almost done, I swear.
1: <laughs> but do you feel me? That's yeah. one thing that I said to myself when someone told me this is what happens. That's one thing I said to myself. Yeah, I'm going to mark this one off. <laughs> that i do not not want to try or do yeah right
0: where can people go to find out more info about you and your music and your story do you have socials or websites
1: yes i do please go to uh instagram los marijuanos official los marijuanos oficial and on facebook los marijuanos we have a whopping 900 and um, and fifty three thousand people, ooh, ooh. please go and I have videos out right now I Okay. Right on, Los Marijuanos, Pony Boy. I appreciate any anything you guys following me or downloading my music. I'm on Spotify, Los Marijuanos with the J. And I thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart nothing but love to you guys thank you so much for chatting you. hey it's all good i can't wait to see you mr Bungie uh for the next yeah. event mm-hmm. you already that's know big. you yeah, able, we yeah. to see each other hey man you already know my nuggets number love keep on smoking them nuggets that i love that's <laughs> yeah. right
0: man Thanks so much for meeting with us, taking the time out of your day, and uh, I hope you're enjoying your Vegas weather out there while Rick is stuck up in the snow. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. I feel like yeah, so poor good- guy. Fucking- <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. And if you want to keep up with us and check to see when we will release new episodes, feel free to follow us on our socials at To Be Completely Blunt Podcast. You can find me, Steph, on my socials at Steph on FM and Rick at Mr. underscore F-U-N-G-I 420. And please make sure to hit that subscribe button. We'd really appreciate it. Highway Horticulture, paving the way for everything cannabis. Find out more at highwayhorticulture.com.